Welcome to the Stimmen Zhang show. It is episode 27. Uh, on the menu for today's episode, we will be talking, of course, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Tampa leads a series through one right now. We'll be talking about the start of the NBA Finals between Milwaukee and the Suns. And of course, we will be looking at UFC 264, where the main invite will be Conor McGregor off against Dustin Poirier. But as always, this episode is brought to you by Hotstreak Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the NBA while you're watching your favorite teams and watch them make you some money. Hotstreak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus. So get Hotstreak Fantasy app now. Eric, it is the NBA Finals. We're nearing the end here of the uh, Hotstreak Fantasy app. Hopefully the... Uh, the app grows, but for now, it might be your last chance to bet on some of these last few games and make money. Exactly. So make sure you uh, get on that and uh, download the app on the App Store. But uh, as always, before we get into the episode, roll it! Welcome back to the Stupid Zang Show. It is episode 27. Uh, today on the episode, we have quite the jam-packed up so we have three big important yep. topics uh we will be talking about the nhl stanley cup finals tampa currently leads that series 3-1 after montreal's big win last night the start of the nba finals tonight between the milwaukee bucks missing their star Giannis versus the phoenix suns in game one tip off at nine and then ufc 264 saturday july 10th mcgregor and poirier i'm sorry poirier uh, they finished their trilogy. So let's start with the UFC, Eric. Get that out of the way first, so then we can dive into the other important things. McGregor, Poirier, third fight, end of a trilogy, Saturday night. You know, people thought the fight was going to happen two days ago on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But then um, Dana White has confirmed that the fight in Las Vegas will be going on. So, Eric, why don't you just break it down for us, as you usually do, for USC 264, yeah. McGregor and Poirier. Okay, so, right, as it is, it's a trilogy. Uh, Connor won the first one years ago in the first round. Dustin won the second one uh, in January in the second round. We saw we watched it live. Yep. It, was a really, it was a crazy upset because a lot of people had Connor winning. Dustin upset. upset yep. every, like, it, was, it was crazy. I, I won some money. I was happy. But the thing is, like, I don't, this this fight's gonna be really close because if you look at the odds, obviously it has Connor winning, but that's also because of how much Connor means to the sport, right? Mm-hmm. So like, there's so many Connor, so many people are gonna bet on Connor, right? Of course. So like, but like, if you're a real purist on the sport, like, it's close, like, because if you look at their past fights, Dustin's been more active, he's won bigger, better fights, but Connor, he's held the belt before, but like, it, it's weird because. Connor, he, like, he, like either he gets a KO or he's gonna he like yeah. all his fights. Basically, all, almost all his fights end in a KO. So, either he gets like submitted or KO'd, or he'll KO the other person. So, it's hey, that's why people love to see Connor McGregor. That's why uh, this is probably one of the most viewed pay per views of the year. Anytime Connor fights, the UFC makes money. This is why Con- like. People don't understand. Like, if Conor was in the UFC, the UFC would be nothing. Oh, yeah. Nothing. This is why Conor McGregar, one of the biggest marketing um, athletes four, in the yeah. sport. Yeah, if you saw Forbes uh, top 100, 100 list of most yeah. uh, paid uh, or influential uh, athletes. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, no, Conor McGregor was at number one this year with like one hundred eighty yeah. million dollars, like ridiculous amount of money. But with all this money, this fame. Will he be able to hold up against Dustin Poirier, who's one of the best lightweight fighters of all time? 
if if Dustin Poirier wins this, um, he's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Well, does he? Yeah, Connor's gonna have to fight. Over. Yeah, nobody yeah. Trilogy's over. Times. Nobody goes over. Yeah, and Connor's probably gonna have to uh, go for like a week. Like he's probably not retired, but he's gonna look somewhere else. Try and like he's not gonna get like as big as a fight uh, as Dustin Poirier because Dustin Poirier like. He is the best fighter in the lightweight division. There's not he's he bears in, he's better than Charles Oliveira. He's he's the best. He doesn't hold the belt, but he could he could have fought for the belt. But he instead went for the money uh, fight and went up against uh, Conor McGregor. So if you look at this fight stylistically, uh, Dustin Poirier he's a better grappler in my opinion. Better like because he, he's good at grappling. He's better jujitsu everything. Uh, striking wise is so close. Uh, Conor probably. They, they both have power. Uh, Connor, like, he before you show, like, he a lot of people see Connor as a boxer, but Dustin's as as good as a boxer. Um, so it's, to be honest, I have no idea. Like, it, it's up for debate who's a better boxer. Some people might disagree. Like, if you watch all their fights, I like Dustin better. So, but like, Connor hmm. might be a better I know boxer. Dustin's your boy, he is yeah, your boy. You put money Connor, on him in yeah, the second, but Connor, fight. yeah, but Connor might be a better boxer. So, it's gonna be really a really so good fight. So you said Poirier has his grappling, that's his biggest strength exactly. right, so, uh, on the floor. So what's McGregor gotta do uh to you know uh avoid that while still using his strengths to his advantage at okay. the same time? But the good thing with uh McGregor, he's very good at takedown defense. Even against yeah. Khabib, he showed that he's a really good uh takedown defense. Yep. So the defender, yeah. A defender, yeah. So um all he has to do like last fight, like defend a couple, like uh, Dustin's gonna try and uh, get him on the get pinned, waste some time, right? Because Dustin does not want the first round with Connor. He he does not. No one wants the first round with Connor because Connor yeah, Connor comes out flying, flying has so much, and he, he knocks out so many people. So once once he gets past the first two rounds, like yeah. that's Dustin's endurance is ridiculous. Dustin has one of the craziest. This is what people love watching Dustin too because all his fights are like really good. Like Dustin, like he has like the whole fight, he'll go at it. Like he's yeah. never gonna give up. So. If it goes after two, mostly dust, uh, most likely Dustin will win. But in the first, that last Connor's round. So, um, what Connor has to do, he, he's got to have. He's. He, I hope he practices takedown defense. Yeah. Like last fight, the problem with uh, last fight was Dustin was kicking uh, Connor McGregor in the in the calf or like in his leg, and uh, Connor was. That's that's literally what he uh, how he lost. That's what Connor was saying as well. Oh yeah. So he's got to he's got to switch up his stance. He, he told everyone he already switched up his stance. So hopefully his stance will be better. And uh, he'll be able to defend those calf kicks. Because he hasn't been in the UFC in a while. And the, the, the leg kicks are pretty new. Like, people do it really often now. So if he can defend that. And, well, we saw with Francis and Ganyu. And um, I forget uh, who Steve else Miocic. was it. Was it? Yeah, and that was the, like, uh, the biggest thing. Wasn't Francis? Uh, or was it Stipe? Someone was going after someone's calf, No. I don't. Maybe there's late. I don't know. But that was mostly but, wrestling. But okay. uh, I'm not sure about that. I thought there was one fight where someone really like, uh, someone really got to their like their calves really got fucked up. That that was I was because it was McGregor. just like little hits. I don't know. That was, that, that, that's what happened to Conor McGregor. Like Conor McGregor couldn't feel his leg after. That's why he lost. And he mm-hmm. could, he wasn't as mobile. And even when you watch the fight, Dustin Poirier and Conor, like you could tell Conor like he was like he just looked. He didn't look like Conor. Like he didn't have that aura about him. Like he had the shaved head. Like yeah. And then if you look, like he didn't look as badass as he usually does. He didn't look as confident. You know, like when you watch Conor, this guy's like his face is like like he's ready to kill. So 
Um, is very interesting. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen in this fight because this fight, they have a bit more beef than the last fight. The first fight, they had a lot of beef. Uh, that was one of Connor's like first big challenges, and he beat Dustin. He got in Dustin's head. Dustin said, Lee said, yeah, Connor got to my head. Yeah. Second fight, they're a lot more nice about it. Dustin won. And then third fight, let's see. Now they have beef, but I want to see in press conferences like how, how much beef they have, if Connor can actually get in Dustin's head this yeah. time. That's a big part of Connor's game, and that's what is is what sells. That's what that's Lee what sells. Like the the like the mental part and like the trash talking is what's gonna. I just feel like wasn't it at the end of the second fight where Connor lost and he was just giving all his respect to Poirier. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I don't get this trash talk. It's all it's all like to sell the fight, basically. A a, a bit, but what so, are they so gonna they're... trash talk? Like everyone's. Oh, gonna okay. Well, fact, so, like... so this is what happened. This is what happened on Twitter. Um, oh, please. Let me it was something it. about like. Uh, Connor was supposed to donate five hundred thousand to Dustin's charity, yeah, and he and never he ended up doing it. Okay, and then and then Dustin like like mentioned it somewhere, and then Connor got all pissed. He's like, "I'm not doing the fight anymore." But he got pissed, and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm, I'll do the fight." So like, and then uh, Connor Connor ended up donating five hundred thousand dollars to a different charity. So, but he was supposed to donate to Dustin's charity. But so like, it, that's, that's not really. Beef, I don't know. But, I just find it hard to market a fight. You know, beef and like the confrontation, that's what markets the UFC yeah. fight. That's what get the pay-per-views. So I just find how the hell are they gonna I mean I love I I know people are gonna love to see his third fight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's fun because I'm pretty sure these two are giving each other mad respect. Yeah, I know uh, at I know, the end of the second one. Didn't uh Poirier give him uh hot sauce or something yeah, like hot that? Sauce. Dustin Poirier's hot sauce. Yeah, so I don't know. I just yeah, but, but the thing is they don't even have to because it's Connor McGregor, he's gonna like Connor McGregor sells pay-per-view. He just Conor yeah. McGregor on the paper, it will yeah, sell. Yeah. You don't, want, yeah. You don't have to like just like Conor McGregor's a big enough name, like for sure. Like the only like like the only not gonna lie, like if Conor if Khabib came back from retirement and fought Conor, I'm telling oh you that that would be crazy. One of but, the top ten, yeah. Gross. No, it, yeah, no, it's really the, the most viewed. It's one of the biggest fights of all time. No, like, but a rematch though. Yeah, the rematch was be by far the biggest. I'm telling you. Oh my. So in Russia. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, imagine no, but. <laughs> I don't know, but even this fight is going to be really big because... Rocky Balboa style. Yeah. Everyone's cheering for the American at the end. Or oh, yeah, the end. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a trilogy fight. He says it's going to be a big fight. Oh, really big. It's going to put the it's gonna put the argument to rest. Who's the better fighter, I guess? Um, mm-hmm. Because this is a big thing when it comes to head-on-head. Who's better? They look at the you know their, their yeah, fights in general. Who, yeah. No matter if like McGregor comes out, and it's a quick first round, you know, you're not going to discredit Poirier as the worst fighter because, you know, it's just a fight and something didn't go his way, but anything happened. Numbers won't lie. McGregor would have won the trilogy and that's all that matters in the end. Not how it was done or how fast it was executed or how poorly the other player or the other fighter was and not himself. This is it. This is the, um, no more trash talking after this. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just saying, do you have a prediction for this fight if you have to throw one out there? Man, I don't know. I just, it feels like I like Conor McGregor, but his aura that you were talking about, it seems like he's lost it over these past few fights. And hold on, he's lost to Poirier, the second fight. Can you give me like his last fourth, after he won, what was his last win against the Cowboy guy? Okay. When he broke the guy's nose, that was was like. Yeah, so he fought Cowboy, but don't forget, Cowboy. This guy's like on a six fight. This guy hasn't yeah, fought yeah, one yeah, in yeah. like six, seven fights either. So who do you play so, after that though, McGregor? 
no, so it was uh, the last one was Dustin and then yeah. uh, Cowboy. Cowboy. And then before that, it was uh, Khabib. Okay. So after he lost to Khabib, he re- he didn't fight for like two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been very and and I yeah. It just like, seems like you're right. There's like something that he's missing that I'm used to. Is this Conor yeah. McGregor? And then uh, even before the Khabib fight, he lost to Floyd in the in the. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. Well, so like he lost no, to Floyd. I wouldn't count Floyd. That that was more of an ex- uh, exactly, experimental yeah. uh, thing. But the so, Khabib one was big, man. Because yeah, Khabib was a destruction. Khabib was a, like will be the best. Like he's retired now, but even when yeah. if he comes back, he he will automatically be the number one. Oh yeah, he's uh, one of the best UFC fighters of all time. Just UFC fighters. So you know, yeah, there's something that I agree with that he's lost this or that he's lost this 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 sense of confidence that he's had, once had. I like Poirier. Um, he won the last fight. I just don't know enough about UFC to make a deep analysis, but for the fur third fight. Oh my god! I'm gonna go with McGregor. Okay, there you go. You're gonna have a lot of people on your side here. I just, I don't know. I like, I like McGregor. He's good for the sport. I think. Uh, don't forget this one. If McGregor didn't exist, oh yeah, the UFC population... might be like. Uh, who knows where the UFC would have been? Yeah, no, one, no. I didn't even know about Conor McGregor until you popped off about the UFC, and that's when I really like. Oh, okay, the UFC is that's all this martial everyone, arts yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. There's a lot of people that started watching this sport because of him. And he deserves a lot, McGregor, from the sport. Yeah. And I feel like he's underappreciated a lot, especially in the money talks. Because yeah. um, what was it, his contract that he signed? I don't know about his new contract, but he had an old one where he was underpaid a lot. And people are saying, oh, this guy, his next contract, he's, he should he should ask to be the highest. Oh, yeah, he could. He could. Yo, 100%. He could. Like, yeah. He could ask for so much money. Because but... it's not just the best fighter. It's like how good of a marketer, uh, yeah, it's how, how much, good you can yeah. market the fighter, you know? Don't forget, UFC is a private company too. Like everything yep. is, is they just like, it's more open than like Dana White's literally like the face. Like you, Dana oh, White's yeah. the one that does a contract. So like, it's like, it's like if uh, uh, I don't know, Gary Bedman was like uh, actually no, like no, for sure, inter- yeah. Inter- like, you know what I mean? I mean like Dana White bought the UFC when it was nothing, when it was a exactly, joke, and yeah, so. it was and boxing was taking storm and stuff like that. And now he has reached the top of um, mm-hmm. that type of or. Uh, business right makes martial arts f- yeah. uh, fighting whatever he he ufc is at the number one uh top spot yeah. so you got to thank guys like mcgregor and you know fighters that could get marketed and you know bring a lot of notoriety yeah. and um uh, attention to the sport you know can, can sure. you think of other guys mcgregor who would be right under mcgregor even like john john jones not that much not anymore though like if you but who would be up there who's up there that like markets the sport really well you know uh, so, big name. So I don't know. You, you know, like Chael Sonnen's a big trout. He 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 sells a lot. Uh, George St. Pierre, back oh, yeah. in the day, back would, in the would, day, he would sell a lot. What about current now? Not really. No. Like, I don't Francis know. Francis Ngannou. Like, Francis Ngannou because he's fighting like uh, Kobe Covington. I don't know. He talks okay. a lot. Like Kamaru Usman. Like, it's not. So as I'm big guessing. As... Yeah. So I'm guessing McGregor has like. If you're telling me this, then McGregor's definitely the number one guy. Oh yeah, hundred percent the number. Yeah. Like, uh, he like, could easily get paid the number one. He should ask oh, for it. Oh, he he, he could but get I think paid. He might like, be done soon. I feel like he might be done soon. Yeah, he, most likely, most likely for sure. Um. So yeah, we'll definitely see that tilt and how it goes down. You have a oh, prediction, yeah. obviously. You, oh, you yeah. have Poirier, of course. Yeah, your I'll guy. Go, I'll go Poirier. And what? Well, I mean, it's not. No, it's not Poirier. It's not My guy. It's just like you I like I, him though. I feel like you like more than McGregor. I like Connor too, but I I prefer Poirier for sure. 
Uh, so I'm gonna say, and also like, what do you say? How many rounds? I'm gonna say like Poirier. And th- I, I think Poirier is going for a TKO in three. TKO in three. Yeah. Wow. Um, man. Because like you're right, if McGregor doesn't come out in this first, then I'm gonna say McGregor by uh, decision, by split decision. By split decision. Yeah, he wins. You, uh, I think it's gonna go all the rounds. Mc, I think McGregor's been to decision like zero one times in the late. This guy never goes to decision. So he either gets knocked out or knocks people out. Yeah. So I think his only decision is with Nate Diaz, and he won by. Uh, yeah. He, he I just think Poirier is gonna look defensively in this fight, especially early on. Sure. And I feel like you know who knows if uh, McGregor tires himself out and then Poirier takes over, but like you said, Maybe. McGregor's defensive on the ground. We'll see. It could last a long fight. I don't know. But, but I think there's going to be a lot of boxing. It's not going to be... Hey, listen. Hey, I'll take the lowest. I'll take the best odds or uh, the worst odds, whatever, to go to a decision. I'll take... If nobody uh, has that guess, I'll be the only one then. No, I, to be honest, it, is, it might go to decision. Well, it's but only it, decision. My, if it goes guess. to decision, I think Poirier is winning. That's what yeah? I... That's what my, yeah. yeah uh, maybe, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. But Connor might win it just because it's Connor. We'll see. So he needs we'll redemption. See. He's looking for redemption, McGregor. For sure, for sure. Hopefully, and he Dustin's a big fight. Yeah. So we'll see how that fight goes. Uh, July 10th in Las Vegas. Dana White will surely be there. Maybe the Nelpos. Who knows? Probably not. Uh, even though yeah, they're they'll, everywhere. They'll be there. <laughs> uh, that's UFC 264. Eric. As always, a pleasure for the UFC analysis. Yeah. Let's move on to the NBA, the National Basketball Association, where the NBA Finals tip off tonight. When this episode yeah. comes out, it will be Wednesday around. So uh, we, you will know who won. But for now, you'll have to see us guess a day before. So Milwaukee yeah. versus the Suns. Obviously, Eric, Milwaukee without Giannis most likely in game one. He's upgraded. He's been upgraded. To questionable he was mm-hmm. uh at first doubtful but now he's been upgraded to questionable for yeah. game so i don't know we'll see he has a knee injury currently going on we'll see if uh if he's done enough to persuade the medical staff that he's cleared to play that will be up to the game time uh well that would be made at game time decision but eric for the sake of it let's uh go with Giannis out for game one right now milwaukee okay. goes in after Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, uh, Drew Holiday, Eric popped off absolutely, went yeah. off against the Atlanta Hawks. I actually sat here. I think did I sit here and say that I did like the Atlanta Hawks with no Trey Young versus Milwaukee with no Giannis. No, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think I? they're injured at that point though. Uh, no, okay, so maybe I'm just saying. It, oh, uh, you, to other you, people. Yeah, you said Atlanta. Okay, perfect. No, you, never mind what I said. We yeah. took Milwaukee, right? <laughs> we took Milwaukee. Yeah, and, we, you, I said, you said five. five. I, I said five. I, it I definitely probably would have been five if Giannis didn't miss. Yeah, probably. Um, they finished in six, right? Yeah, yeah six, six. Yeah, because uh, thanks to Drew Holiday and uh, Chris Middleton, I didn't think they could do it. I don't think they could do it in the series versus the Suns if Giannis doesn't come back, but he looks to be coming back early. Who knows for game one? Eric, this is the way I see it. The Suns are, um, they have the leadership quality. I think they're the better uh, defending team, in my opinion. I think they're the deeper team. So um, I like Devin Booker. I like Chris Paul. Milwaukee, no Giannis. So, man, I'll take the Suns in six in this one, I feel like. I just, uh, I did like Milwaukee uh, at first, but uh, with no Giannis, I, I like, if I can't afford this guy to miss game one, game two. 
because this is not yeah. the Atlanta Hawks. This is the Phoenix Suns, Eric. Chris Middleton yeah, and Drew yeah. Holiday. I don't think those two could do it if Giannis is out further than game two. Fair. Okay. My opinion. If I had to throw a prediction out there, I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm very confident. I, I, I feel like it's going game seven. I um, could go I'm game seven for sure. I think, it's, I think it's going game seven for sure. Um, Even – I know Giannis is a big factor, but – even without Giannis, I still give a chance for the Bucks. Like, because yeah, I, it's good Gian, chance. Gian, I just don't Gian, think it get done. Because Giannis is definitely gonna play. Yeah, I feel like Drew Holiday is gonna be a tough matchup for Devin Booker for sure. Because Drew of Drew Holiday's defense and his his uh, veteranship. So uh, I'm gonna say uh, this is tough. I'm gonna say Suns in seven still. I think Chris Paul is a reason why they'd win. Yeah. Even oh, Devin yeah. Booker too. Oh yeah. So, but. I, I think it's going game seven and it's, it's literally going to be very close and I, I wouldn't mind and uh, neither team winning. Cause on one side you will have uh Giannis winning. Yeah. I'm very, I'm going to be very happy for Giannis. My other side, I really want, if Chris Paul wins this, like this is so, you don't understand how good this is. Even, oh my God, one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Oh yeah. Even now it's already really good. Just making the finals with this Suns team that's been sucky for like so long. So like just the fact that he's made it so far, he showed that any team he'll be, any team he gets on is gonna be really good. Any team Competitive, he gets on, for sure, for sure. So, if he if he's able to win it with a Suns team, like oh, it's, it's gonna be incredible for his career. So I, oh, I'm yeah. gonna say Suns in seven. I mean, Chris Paul is, he's one of the only point guards left in the league, like a a, a, a classic um, exactly a point guard, right from yeah. the from what we saw, like a, like a like yeah. a Stockton or something like yeah. that. He's kind of one of the last point guards in the league that play that type of game. Now it's just going to be, you know, the Steph Curry's are going to take over three point shooter, Trey Young. Like it's going to be a lot of uh, perimeter shooting point guards now in this league. Athletic point guard. Chris Paul has the IQ. He has the skill. He has the leadership. uh, He has the experience. And um, yeah, like you said, he he plays that old style generational point guard that's not seen anymore in this game. Like the For point sure. guard that plays good defense, like a bunch of steals, like eighteen points, ten assists, assists man. Like, dish out you know the ball, I mean? yeah, exactly. So great leader, um, so. great leader, and like you said, yeah, I think everyone, uh, every NBA fan except Milwaukee fans, kind of want to see Chris Paul win this championship. Exactly, I'd like yeah. to see the Suns win the championship. Yeah. Eric, originally I did take, I think I took Milwaukee to win the finals. Okay. I knew it was going to be Milwaukee. It's, not, it's just the Giannis okay. thing scares me. I really was a, yeah. like, they're a different team. Unless you're Charles Barkley and you think Milwaukee's better off with Giannis because Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is this unleashed monster now. Um, he's a good player, Drew Holiday. Yeah. But they're not facing the Atlanta Hawks anymore uh, with no mm. Trey Young. This is, a, this is a Phoenix Sun team that has, has beat LeBron AD, um, you know, that has beat a Denver Nuggets team, swept them. Yeah, and beat the Clippers obviously yeah. with no Kawhi. Still think if Kawhi came back, this is a L.A. Milwaukee Finals. But um, you know, I think you could say maybe the Lakers were their toughest matchup. The Suns and they're probably facing. No, they're they're definitely facing their toughest matchup in the finals for sure. Yeah. Um, LeBron and AD were injured, uh, yeah. so. Uh, Will it be a surprise for the Suns? I don't think so. I think they know what they're walking into. Yeah. Uh, they're facing a big, a big team, uh, yeah. a lot of firepower. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Giannis. Uh, but Suns, man, you look on their side. You got Devin Booker, who's who's having a hell of a playoff run. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and then they have great defenders. They have Crowder, who can still shoot the three. 
And um, their team's better rounded defensively. And that's why I think defense wins championships. So I think tonight's going to be a low-scoring game for yeah. sure. I think the Suns still win. I think it's going to go under like two – I say under 217 around. That's okay, my prediction. Fair. Under 217. Yeah, maybe. Something yeah. like that tonight for sure. But this is a big game one. If Suns going to go up game one – and then they get ready for Giannis to come back. Probably game exactly. two, I would assume, because he got bumped up to questionable. Yeah, we'll see. Um, this Suns, is a good. This is a, yeah. Th- yeah, didn't you say Suns? Yeah, you said Suns and six. Did I say Suns and six? I might want to change that. Suns okay. and seven too. Okay, fair. Um, I think it's Suns and seven. I think this could be a long series too. Yeah. So I'll this go Suns and seven. I think this can be a good. This Suns, no, this Milwaukee team took Nets to seven and beat them. I was yeah. impressed already, already with that. So you still have to give credit to to Milwaukee for sure, and they're able even without Giannis, they're able to beat a pretty bummy Atlanta team. But still, they're able to win. I like the Atlanta team. People call it bummy, but I like that team. No, they're team. they're good, but, but uh, they, they have but no yeah, they're not. Uh, they yeah. have no play except like Lou Williams. That's a good so, team. Yeah, not bad. Lou not, Williams next year, but definitely not a finals no. team for sure. Not a contender. They still need like they're all oh, very yeah. young, so. They still have to um, like get get some experience for sure. But if you look at these this matchup, like Brooke Lopez, DeAndre Ayton, that's gonna be a really good matchup. Yeah, for look sure. Look at Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, good matchup. I uh, know, like uh, I mean, Drew Holiday and, uh, and then who's watching Drew Holiday, Devin Booker? You think? Yeah, yeah and Drew then Holiday, uh, Devin Booker, and then who's a PJ Tucker? Whoever. PJ Tucker, uh, probably like like I don't know, like since they have Mikael Bridges, like even Cameron Payne's been really good for them, so. Like I, don't, I think, I, I think I'm taking sense defense. Sense. I'm going to take the better defensive team, in my opinion. That's fair. That's, that's fair who. For sure. That's what I took. Because they're really two good teams with good mm-hmm. fire, or good offense. Uh, but I will take the better defensive team to give the Suns the edge. Yeah, because if opinion. you if you look at it, it's no coincidence that last year Miami Miami made the finals last year. Utah had one of their best uh, seasons when they had Jay Crowder on their yep. team. Like Jay Crowder is very good in the playoffs. Yep. Celtics had one of the best teams they've ever had when they had Jay Crowder, uh, Jay Crowder on the team. Like, Jay Crowder is a very good playoff, uh, playoff performer. Yeah, he's a great defender. He can make he shots. Through, and yeah. he, he's, he's just a, that gritty He could create a run. The, exactly. And he's done sure. it multiple times already in the playoffs, especially yeah. against the Lakers, against the Nuggets. He's created yeah. runs on his own. Mm. Um, but, man, just Jay Crowder, part of a small uh, collective of good defenders, um, guys who know their roles, yeah, and, for sure. And, yeah. and then you rely on the Booker and the, the Chris Paul and the Aiton to carry you, you know, exactly in the clutch for sure, for sure. And then, yeah, just the defense will win you the game, and that's why I'm taking the Suns in seven. I still think Milwaukee, some games will come out, Giannis will eat up, and mm-hmm. Chris Middleton will eat up, and Drew Holiday maybe will have a good game. So, but defense in the end wins you championships, and that's why I'm taking the Suns. For okay. sure. I think what they've done uh, in the playoffs, what I saw in the mm-hmm. third round. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, not that Milwaukee like, has a bad defense. It's, it's like, if you watch the like I, the Brooklyn series, the one that I watched the most in the Brooklyn series. Yeah, but like, I mean, obviously they can't defend Kyrie. Kyrie's healthy. Like, like there's no Milwaukee in the finals. Kyrie like comes back and that series is over. Okay, but don't forget. James so Harden's injured. But, yeah, like, but even Kevin Durant. Durant and Kyrie, like, come on. Tell me those two couldn't beat them in Game 7 or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you if Kyrie's healthy, okay, it is the Nets still, in the man. final. No, yeah, you can't discredit that. Uh, like we said, it was karma. What, the, what happened to the Nets? Fair, yeah. 
but and Milwaukee like, deserved not- it. I'm just saying, let's be realistic here. Yeah. Kyrie plays one of the best point guards in the league. I don't know. Suns still have holes in their their game for sure, though. It's not like they're a perfect oh, yeah. team. Like there's I mean, definitely- still really the same team without with the addition of Chris Paul. Exactly, so. and. That's the same team that didn't make the playoffs last yeah. season, even though they went eight and on the bubble. Like, yeah, it's exact. It's literally the exact same team with a better Devin Booker, better Mikel Bridges. They got Jay Crowder and they got Chris Paul. Like, motivated fucking Chris Paul, of course. Yeah, right now. Sure. You see, like what he did against with his coach, where he's freaking out and he doesn't want to. He doesn't yeah. want to accept the idea of him going to the finals. So he's yeah. trying to, you know, keep his head up. But then he kind of, you know, you see him embrace his coach and all that emotion flowing through yeah. him of making the finals and having this opportunity of winning a championship, which I think he already would have won if the NBA allowed that Lakers trade for him uh, to go to the Lakers. He probably already would have been an yeah. NBA championship early on then. Yeah. But uh, the league acts that. But he has a good chance now, a great chance uh, to cement his first bout Hall of Famer, even already yeah. though, even it's already cemented, even though it's already cemented. Mm-hmm. An NBA title, he hasn't. He's never won, right? So no, he's so, never the first time in the finals. In the finals, so yeah, that would just cap like cement his first ballot Hall of Fame. One of the best point guards in the league. This would be good for Chris Paul. I think a lot of people want that to see. So game one tips off Wednesday night or no tonight, and then you'll be watching this. You'll already know the score, what happened, yeah. blah blah, all of our predictions. So uh, yeah. We can move on now to the uh, NHL, Eric, where the Montreal Canadiens yeah. survive the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, survives the game four, thanks to Josh Anderson, capped two off goals, the OT yeah. winner on a two goal night. Uh, yeah. So now Tampa leads three one, going into probably Montreal's most arguable, arguably their most tough, the toughest game they've ever played in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Uh, game five will definitely be their toughest game in Tampa. Oh, it's I mean, a big Eric, game. It's a game. Big game five. Oh, yes. Three one is a big momentum momentum shift. Eric, this know. same game three series ago, right? One, yeah, one, yeah. two, three. Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs. Yeah. I was calling them the Canadians out. Yeah. Um, and they like they played terrible Montreal against the Leafs. It was four one, I think. Then five or four nothing, five one. Listen. I'll be honest. Let's be honest here. It is three one. It seems like Tampa has kind of figured out how the Montreal Canadiens play. They kind of know how to beat them mm-hmm. because in Game Four, Montreal wasn't the best team that game, right? Yeah. Uh, in Game Two, Montreal was the best team against yeah. Tampa. They weren't able to win, but in Game Four, they definitely were not the best uh, yeah. team. They did a job. They did their job, of course. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, they did their, uh, they did their job. But in my opinion, Tampa kind kind of knows how to beat the Habs. They figured out how to beat this mm-hmm. team. Uh, but Carey Price has had his best game of the series, so hopefully, you know, he can kind of heat up here. Going, to, but going into Game Five, this is going to be their toughest game uh, they've ever played in the playoffs so far. Yeah, Tampa does not want to go back to Montreal. They do exactly. not want to go back to the Bell Center. Please, yeah. like that is so clear in their head. They're going to want to win it here on home ice. Yeah. So yeah, Montreal's got to come out ready. Duchamp made lineup changes. Evans. Um, who else? To Foley, he put on the first line with Dino Gallagher. Josh Anderson moves to the second line. Deshaun wants to create that speedy line of Suzuki, Coffee, and Anderson, which worked great. Evans comes in for Kakinyemi, who gets scratched, even though you know he's had a good playoffs. He scored big goals for the Montreal Canadiens, but he has slowed down, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to find this kind of momentum switch, get a new t- get a new lineup in there, kind of get Tampa on their heels, or at least confuse them. 
So Evans comes in, that Lekin and Evans Byron line that had great success against the Oilers late in the season. They try to get that line going, which actually they lined up against the Braden Point line. And that line didn't really do anything, Braden Point. Uh, they had really good chances, but uh, they didn't score. I guess that's a good thing. I guess that's not because that line has been doing anything, doing everything but, uh, or no, doing everything but not scoring because they have been on fire that line. Mm-hmm. But the Evans line did a good job. Evans gives speed to that line. And it seems like his role, his defensive role, um, it, it's going to help this team way better than Kakanyemi trying to figure things out right now in the playoffs. So Josh Anderson scores two goals. Obviously, um, he's been on this line before in the regular season. I don't know about Cole Caulfield being there. I don't know if this is the first time they played together. But Anderson has played with Suzuki before, I think with Toffoli instead of Caulfield. It hasn't really worked out. But now, with the addition of Caulfield, he brings that speed, that youthful energy. Suzuki's got that speed. He's got that skill. And Josh Anderson, of course, also has that speed. So trying to create a speedy line, and which worked. Suzuki had a great pass in, uh, on the first goal. To drop it on the backhand to find Anderson. And then Anderson, the big power forward he is, drives in that set, not sets up Cole Caulfield, but Cole Caulfield gets a golden opportunity and Anderson finishes it. So yeah. uh, we didn't talk about the blue line either, Eric. Uh, additions in uh, Alexander Romanov, Romanov and Brett Kulak, Kulak yeah. coming from Maryland, Gustafson. And obviously, if you watch the game, Alexander Romanov, the youngest Montreal Canadiens player to ever score in the cup final, Eric. He put the Habs up 2-1 on a 4-on-4. Uh, Evans did a great job finding an opening, giving him the, the, the puck. And then he just, you know, the thing about Romanov's wrist shot, it's not, it's not the strongest wrist it's shot quick, or anything, man. but it's quick. It's it quick. is so quick. It comes it's off quick. his stick like that. So I guess, you know, during the season, if you've watched every game, there's something you know about Romanov's game is whenever he gets the puck on his stick at the point, most of the time, like 90% of the time, he's shooting it. He's shooting it on the, the, the net. I guess that's something the coaches have been telling him all season yeah. because they've realized he has this quick wrist shot. It creates opportunity. You know, either you're going to get a, a tipped goal, you're going to get a, a, a rebound opportunity yeah. or something. It creates chances, pucks to the net, you know, the old saying. Yeah. So he fires it. Great screen by Lekanen, and he scores. He gets his first goal in the cup final. Youngest, like I said, youngest had player to ever do it. Eric, it, it, it was kind of a lot of fans were kind of angry at Ducharme that Romanov didn't make it into the lineup earlier uh, because mm-hmm. he brings that puck moving side to him. He, he brings that physicality that, um, that was much needed. And John Merrill looks so inconsistent in this playoffs, mm-hmm. Eric. Obviously, um, I guess Ducharme tried to go with the experience, but now he has decided to go with the, the youth and see mm-hmm. to bring that energy to the lineup much needed. So, yeah, he scores his first goal. Kulak had an okay game. Um, you know, he, he, he had an assist on the first goal. He had an okay game. He had a tough play sometimes where he was having his own yeah. zone. But then again, when you're facing a team like Tampa, you want a back end that's mobile, that can move the puck, exactly. get it out of their zone. Because let me tell you, Eric, this series for Tampa Bay, for Montreal has been, the turnovers has been brutal. Brutal. Yo, Tampa's on them, though. Tampa's on them. They're capitalizing on turnovers. They, uh, yeah. they capitalized on a turnover in game four. I forget whose turnover it was. Uh, it, it, the uh, the Ryan McDonough play there where he passes it. He drop passes it to tie the game, right? At two, was oh, it? Oh, Pat Maroon, yeah. Or, no, Pat no, Maroon. not a Pat Maroon. I think it was the first goal. Okay. Tie the game. That was a turnover. 
Uh, the oh, Pat Barun goal was a turnover goal. Yeah, the Gujo goal, yeah. And Kulak was the, on the ice, even though Kulak was interfered with by Pat Maroon. And Pat Maroon ended up scoring the goal. Um, the turnovers, they got it. They, like in game five, they got it. Oh, man. They're going to have to play a tight defensive game in game five. Oh, because for sure. If they start turning the puck over in Tampa, I mean, it's, it's going to kill them. And it has already killed them this series. So, like, Eric, Montreal's mentality, I say they go into it, you know, what, whatever happens, happens. You know, we give it our best, just play a good game of hockey because, yeah. in my opinion, I think Tampa has figured out the Habs. And if, it, if Montreal somehow strings two games here, I really think it's just that magic that's rubbing off right now because mm-hmm. I really do think the Lightning have the Habs figured out, have their game plan, know how to play them. Yeah. Uh, the the cycle. I mean, what I tell what have what have I been saying against all these other teams? The Jets, the Vegas Golden Knights, Toronto. I mean, you know, don't let them cycle the puck because they'll kill you. And Tampa's doing that. And of course, with their skilled mm. forwards, they're able to do it better than the other teams that Montreal's face. So that has been definitely a tr- you know trouble for them. Again, we're facing a team that's eighteen million dollars over the cap, right? So, you know, you you take that with a little grain of salt. You know, Dougie Hamilton say says it. And I I said it when they got eliminated and I have to agree with them at the end of the day, we are losing to a team that's $18 million over the cap. And that's it. At the end of the yeah. day, you could say yeah. whatever you want. It's like, say we're salty, whatever. Yeah. That's facts. That's not like, that's not a, uh, uh, you know, a hi- hypothesis that we're coming up with. Like that's facts. They're $18 million over the cap. So obviously this is uh, the team to be in the playoffs. I don't know. What do, what have you thought about the series? Like, uh, you took much Tampa in what six? I think you had them. No, I'm Montreal in seven. Oh, you did take Montreal in seven. Yeah, you took yeah. Montreal in seven. Yeah, the first time you've taken the Habs. No, okay, but this is how I see it. This yeah. is how I see it. Because, okay, Tampa obviously, like, if you just look at town wise and how all every game, Tampa, like, they get more shots, they get more opportunities. They're they're more, yeah. they're just they they look like the better team. But as you said, they're eighteen million dollars over the cap. Like, yeah. they have better players. Yeah, like every player is probably if you compare, they're better than Montreal's players. If, yeah, if you go but, line to line. Yeah, but don't forget, this is hockey. This yeah. is also the the Stanley Cup playoffs. Of course, as as I said before, you get you get luck, not lucky, but you get like a good chance. You you finish your chance, and like like you not luck, but like the, if the hockey guys are with you, and like you you tuck it in, like it's all about momentum, confidence. It, yeah. it, like we can talk about oh tic tac toe all day. Like we can talk about like oh they gotta do this. Okay, cut down the turnovers. Like, like obviously, like, easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, sure. obviously, yeah, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like, just cut down the turnovers. Yeah, hopefully, and just keep like Montreal's playing good though. Like, it's not like they're playing. They've been playing really good. Like game four, like game four, they got outplayed. I'd say like they, they played got a good outplayed, game, but they did their job defensively. Yeah. But they definitely they got outshot, and Tampa definitely was in their zone more than Montreal. But was. it's not gonna happen often where Montreal is gonna get way more chance. Like it's. They're yeah, all this is the, this is the narrative. Chance. Like this is the exactly. real, real like yeah. this is the uh, the re- the realistic situation that we're exactly looking. like. Tampa's gonna move the puck better. Montreal just gotta capitalize on their chances. Like that's all it is. Like just gotta capitalize on their chances. Like and just people gotta perform big. Like a, a big thing about like uh like Stanley Cup playoffs is it's all about like ment- like if you see the puck and you see, like Josh Anderson, you can tell this guy like he's a scorer. Like yeah, you you need those type of players in the playoffs. You can't have players are like past too passive or like they like overthink their decision. You need like, or even worse guys who are those goal scorers 
who are not performing like Toffoli. Oh yeah, yeah, that's tough. Like, exactly. Toffoli needs to score in this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, Montreal exactly. wants to like come back. If they oh, have yeah, any yeah. thought about coming back, this guy needs to get going. Oh Toffoli. yeah, Toffoli. Yeah, they have, he has to get going. Like, but Toffoli's, we've always knew he was like a streaky goal, like a streaky goal. Like I, sure. how many? He had what twenty something goals. 20, he would have been a 30, 40 goal scorer this season, eighty two games. But don't forget, a bunch of them were just against Vancouver, and like he's very streaky with his goals. Yeah, and. You could tell, like he scored he's like a bunch of goals. He's still a goal scorer. Yeah, he's a goal scorer. He's a he's a goal scorer. He had a thirty At goal heart. season a couple of seasons ago too. Like yeah. he's and a he goal scorer. But like, yeah, it's true. He's like, got to get you, going. No, he's a goal oh, scorer. Yeah. He has the it he, factor. Yeah, yeah I know he does. He has a goal have, scorer's yeah. like goal. When you see him score, you're like, that is a goal scorer's goal. Mm. If he shoots it, whatever the toe drag or whatever, make a play. He's a goal scorer at heart. He just needs to get going here, and it's tough though because. Ducharme's trying to get these lineup changes and, and try and create something, and it, it, it seems like something has worked with Anderson, Suzuki, and Caulfield, and now it's just tough that you put your best goal scorer, Todd Foley, who hasn't been getting it going, and then you put him on the, the most defensive check-in line, in my opinion, on the team with Deneau and Gallagher, right? Yeah. Like that, Deneau and Gallagher, like Gallagher will create his own opportunities, no matter what. No matter what line you put Gallagher yeah. on, no matter who you put him with, the guy creates his own opportunities yeah. no matter what. But still, at the end of the day, most of their shifts are going to be like, you know, chipping the puck out of their zone, trying, yeah. you know, to defend in their own yeah. zone, trying to defend neutral zone. They're not going to have many offensive opportunities. So hopefully, you know, Montreal on the power play, he can get going there uh, in that aspect of trying to get things going because, you know, Anderson, Suzuki, Coffee look great. So they're going to stick together. Evans, Lekin, and Byron, that's another big check in defensive line that's going up against the point line currently. And then you got the Army of Stall Perry line that you know does their thing, tries to get the offense going. Their big momentum shift yeah. line. Um, so it's going to be tough. You know their special teams too going into Game Five are going to have to be you know to the T. Obviously their penalty kill. Tampa gets a power play, they're going to have to kill almost every penalty because they can't afford to let Tampa score on the power oh, play. Oh yeah, for sure. And was I was scary. shocked. Did you see that they had a four-minute four power minute. play? At the end of the game, basically. And, and, and they had like three minutes left in OT, too. And yeah. like, man, I was there. I was like, at my heart sank when they took those penalties. I was like, no way are we going to lose on a four-minute fucking power play. There's no freaking way. And then what I say, Montreal gets to the end of the period. I'm like, split power play, split power play. You know, everyone watch out. It's a split power play. Because as we know, split power plays don't favor any hockey team. So. Thank God, though, Montreal's penalty kill is really good. And obviously, Carey Price, Eric, had his best game of the series. Yeah. The best penalty killer has to be your goalie at the end of the day. And hopefully this is, um, I don't know, hopefully Carey gets his confidence back here. Yeah, he's made yeah. 34 saves. He's like, all right, I could fucking play with these guys, you know. So hopefully he gets his confidence back because, you know. I'm telling you, Carey's puck movement is, like, that's oh, big, yeah. like, it's big for this team. Like, imagine, like, when you dump every, it in. Yeah, sure. you dump it in. The goalie gets out confidently. Like, I mean, like, yeah. 100, 100%. I don't want to jinx it, but like almost 100% success rate is getting, like, he's going to move it to defender, like, get it out, right? Oh, let alone if Montreal would be screwed without the puck moving abilities if Carey Price, mm-hmm. if, if Carey, like, Carey Price is a great tool. Let's say Carey Price was, you know, his usual self, but he didn't have that puck handling aspect mm-hmm. of his game. Like, Montreal would be screwed, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. having a goaltender like that, like Mike Smith, it, like, completely ruins any offensive opportunities of the other team exactly, because yeah. they're able to get it, you know, get a breakout going. Yeah. But Montreal, a team that struggles with the cycle. Thank God for Carey Price. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, in game five, 
I, like I said, it's gonna be the toughest game Montreal. It's will one ever of the play. biggest. Yeah, it's one of the it's biggest. Be games. A lot, like the biggest <laughs> games for a lot of those players' lives, most of their lives. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, for Weber, Price, blah blah blah. Um, this is gonna be the toughest game. Tampa's gonna come out flying. I feel like they're gonna come out puck like puck horny, puck hungry. They're gonna yeah. want to like get going early on the board. So you got to get ready for that. And that comes down to your checking lines. Deneau, Evans, whatever that line, those lines got to be on their game because these point point line, Stamkos line, whatever, they're coming out. Yeah. Like, they're like, we saw it in game four, John Cooper double shift his top two lines, yeah. double shift them in the first five minutes of the game, right? That basically to set a pace to the game. And I, why wouldn't he do this again? Why wouldn't he go into game five at home, start double shifting his top lines, get Kucherov out there, and then, yeah, around the 17 mark, 17 minute mark, you can, uh, what's it called, play the fourth line or whatever. But that's what John Cooper did in game four. I expect him to do the same thing in game five. And I expect Montreal to realize that, hopefully, that these stars are going to come out flying. So mm. they have to prepare for that. And if they can win, hopefully they can win. They can get back to the Bell Center. And at that point, who knows? You're, at, you're back at the Bell Center for game six. Who knows? Yeah. You know, every game is every game from now on is literally like the most like one of the biggest games we've ever seen in our life. I mean, it's like one game us, at like, the moment, right? Literally, you gotta, yeah. you gotta take that mentality one game at a so time. So like this game, right they literally now, have to. Yeah, like this game right now, like for our lifetime, this is one of the biggest games we're gonna see. Oh Montreal yeah. Canadian. So like, like our I'm lifetime. Just glad, so I'm just glad that even if Montreal loses, the cup was not celebrated in Montreal. I would have hated that. Fair. I would have hated Tampa one on our home ice. Absolutely would have hated that. Oh my god. I would have hated that. Thank like but holy Montreal. Tamp this is gonna I'm telling you, t- game five, not even game six, game five is gonna be their toughest game. Not even game six. I don't, even if they make it to game six, I still think game five is gonna be their toughest game. Just because you're in Tampa, you're in a hostile environment. You're the mayor is just, you know. She's being cocky, you know, she thinks she's all that. Typical politicians, you know, nothing about hockey, making these bets, whatever, you know, nothing about their teams. So whatever, you know, she's all that in a bucket of biscuits, whatever. Basket of biscuits, sure. You know, she's hot shit. I get it. She's the mayor of Tampa, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Who knows? Say what you want. Comes back to buy her in the ass. Good. Good. She won't reelect. She won't get reelected. Hockey's the biggest sport in Tampa. She she jinxed their team. Oh my, they're gonna be asking for her head talk. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They lose it. and she literally gets kicked out no, just because I wouldn't I'm be not, surprised. I'm not gonna knock on wood because it's all hypothetical. There's nothing to lose. Montreal wins in game seven. Like that mayor, they're gonna be calling for her head if she jinxed yeah. the, the, the lightning. Because Tampa, you think of the good, you know, a Bucks team with Tom Brady. They have a good baseball team, uh, uh Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Lightning is, is the primary sport. Hockey is the primary sport in Tampa Bay, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, a, yeah. a floor uh, in Florida. Uh, yeah. A hockey being well, you don't think so? You think it's football? Well, yeah, because before Tom Brady came, I, I think say. it's Tampa. I really think it's uh, sorry, Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning. I really think they're the biggest attraction in uh, Tampa for sure. So I feel like they get because Florida has no. I know Florida has no fans, and it's been years the team's been around there for yeah. years now. So I feel like I feel like Tampa. Yeah, Tampa has more. Yeah, Tampa has a lot of fans. Yeah, I, sure. I think the Lightning is their primary mm-hmm. team, in my opinion. So. um Game uh, six. When's the game? It's tomorrow. By the time this episode comes out, hopefully the game's not. No, it's not going. So the prediction, you'll be able to listen to our prediction and then watch the game. uh, Should we do some keys to the game? Keys for game two Um, for Montreal. I mean, um, yeah. 
I would say b- their biggest key right now would be to uh, prepare for the prepare for the stars onslaught. Prepare for their onslaught. Yeah. Um, expect their onslaught. That's how they should be going into their game. Expect Kucherov and Stamkos to get the first four shifts, whatever double shift. Expect that. Expect the stars to come out flying. Uh, Carey Price needs to be himself for them to win, and the penalty kill needs to be good and limit the turnovers. Yeah. Try not try and get these turnovers limited. Because yeah. that's that's the thing. At the beginning of the series, I was like, Montreal last year they never turn over the puck. I don't know what's happening with this series. I don't know if it's a pressure that Tampa's putting on them. But listen, in Toronto they turn the puck over a lot. No, I'm Winnipeg, saying Ve- not so Vegas, Vegas, and Vegas barely. not really. They they yeah. they kind of uh, found a game plan uh, with yeah. Vegas. But every every series I've been saying it right. You might say like, why is he saying the same? Like every series I'm saying. Watch the cycle, watch the turnovers, mm. because that is something teams mm. know Montreal struggles with um, down low, and they're attacking it. And mm. you saw Toronto do it, but they blew a tire. The Jets were like nowhere to be found in that series. So that wasn't whatever. Mm. That was just a slap around the, the Winnipeg Jets. And then Vegas, they did a really good job, Montreal, doing it, mm. you know, exiting, making breakout passes. Mm. You ever see Vegas in game one and game two? I remember Vegas in game one and game two mm. with their defensemen. Do you see them when they go down low? They shoot the puck out of the zone. Yeah. Like they just shoot it out of the puck. They don't even look. They shoot it out of the zone. Icing, whatever. Hopefully mm. someone at the neutral zone picks it up because it, they don't want to go. They don't want to have to uh, deal with people down low in the cycle game and all that. Mm. But that is a weakness for sure for Montreal, yeah. uh, for their, their decor especially. So, yeah, those would be the keys for my game. For, for, yeah. for Tampa, it's, it's very clear. You know, play the game. You've been playing all series, yeah. but, you know, I'm not going to do their keys to the game. Yeah, but. <laughs> But the key, yeah, to me for Montreal, it's defensively, I think their key is if you look at most of their goals, it's a lot of like most like right their goals. Cross crease, yeah, mostly right now it's mostly cross crease if you look at Pat Maroon's goal, but it's mostly sometimes when uh, Tampa moves a puck, like when they get in that slot, because they get that that puck in the slot so easy, especially on a oh, power play, power like, play. they move it so point. cleanly. Because you got yeah. Brain Point there, and you, you got to respect Brayden Point. Yeah. You, but oh, it's it, it gets so scary. I don't know what they can do. You, you just gotta got stay in formation, take your man, block and the shot, block just the pass. Play. Yeah, exactly. It's just so scary. And then off, like it's mostly like you just gotta stay structured. If you stay structured and like carry Price plays his game, that'll be fine. Offensively, what seems to be working most of the goals is like mostly like crashing the net. Like you see Josh, like just like get up pucks on net. That's what Romanov like just yeah. crashing net. Like keep. Like keep going at Vasilevsky, make, make it a Get hard. Bodies time. in front of Vasilevsky. Oh, oh yeah, screen Vasilevsky. Like, yeah. He's great. I know Vasilevsky's good, but you got to get bodies in front of this guy. Yeah. You saw he let in a goal from the point. Like, yeah, uh, that should be one of their biggest things. Get these point shots to mm-hmm. uh, on net and get bodies in front of that. That could be the biggest thing. And of course, there are times where Montreal were cycling down though really well against the Tampa Bay decor and were controlling the pace, especially on the four on four where where Romanov scored. They were controlling the pace uh, very well then. So, um, and don't forget, Vasilevsky's like six six. A, a lot of they go. He's a good, he's a big goalie. With the, the thing with tall goalies is you don't see that many like great tall goalies, right? You know why? It's because that five hole is open. Like that mm. is too sometimes it's too open. Like it, they haven't really like it's not like an obvious thing. Like it's not an I think, obvious I think thing. He's to just see too it. good. I think he's like, good. That's the thing. Just go right? five but, hole on him all the time. But, but 
there's a reason why six foot six goalies aren't always the best. Like, if you look yeah. at all the great, they're like just like six to like average height. That's just a really tall goalie. So I don't know what it is. You just, they just got to figure it out. Listen, they got to get bodies in front of them. Oh, that's, get bodies that's what you got to yeah. beat them because Montreal, like they're a team that scores on the rush and that's why you don't see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if they can set up in the zone, cause that's what Tampa does. Every time they enter the zone, they don't score on the rush. They set yeah. up and they yeah. work you down low and they yeah. tire you out. And then that's it. Then their stars just start laying onto you with their shots mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I hopefully I can see an aspect like listen I'm not asking you to play like the Tampa Bay Lightning because if you try and do that you're gonna lose on the yeah, ice yeah yeah but you can see there's some aspects of their game that you can do that you can do against them that has worked cycle the puck down low that Perry like the Army of Stall Perry line is notorious for cycling down low and it's working for them because they're big guys who know where each other are all, at, all, all times because they practice and they create offense doing so even if it's a point shot they got bodies in front of the net because that's mm-hmm. an experienced line. It's just tough for these Suzuki Caulfield line and stuff like that. Uh, and Deno line, because that Deno line's not really in the offensive zone as much, right? So there's not that many opportunities where they're screening Vasilevsky because there's not many times they're in Tampa yeah. Bay zone. But the times you are, try and set it up. Yeah. Try and work it down low and get bodies in front of Vasilevsky, get point shots, whatever, laid onto the net in game five. Because you have nothing, to get, you have to get pucks on net in game five. Yeah, you have, you have yeah. to. You cannot go like you did in game four, eight, eight nothing in the first two minutes, three minutes. And you have to, you have to, you know, hope carry prices himself. You can't do that. Come out, get early shots, test the guy, no matter, you know, who cares if it's a flimsy shot, whatever. Get shots on net, get, get face offs, get the play going, get set up. Work it down low, etc. Like we said, get body. They need bodies because Tampa. That's how they're beating Price. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Or you know, Price is letting bad goals. He hasn't had the best finals. He had a good game. Hopefully, he continues. But bodies, get bodies in front of him, and that all starts with working the puck down low. Well, well put. Hopefully, that's what they do. Hopefully, because uh, they can do it. They got some good checking oh, yeah, guys. Sure. But it's just you know, a lot of some of the lines are skilled lines that score on the rush like the anderson line speed kills you know so you know that's good uh, a speedy line yeah i get it you're not gonna work down low with cole caulfield and stuff like that i get it and that's the skill line they could do that but some of these other lines like and evans byron especially like fundies remember the fundies don't you yep. know don't, don't try and be uh don't try and pass it don't let vasilesi get in your head don't try and force a pass event or uh a pass that doesn't exist just have good quality shots hit the net and you'll, I'm telling you, the puck will end up going your way, you know? Uh, yeah, and that's it at the end of the day. But we'll see. It's going to be tough, really tough for Montreal. For sure. I expect this game really tough. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens next week, Eric, in a week's time. I don't know what the Stanley Cup final is going to look like. It might yeah. be over, right? I don't know. Well, um, most likely it could be over, even if it goes to seven. Set, yeah, I, think it's I still, still think that's like next week it would happen already, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, because I, yeah, I think five, the series, six, yeah, yeah, I think the series is coming to an end next episode. Yeah. So either we'll, we'll fucking celebrate or yeah. we'll talk about next exactly. season. And uh, NBA Finals too. We'll see what's going on next week. For sure. Uh, that would definitely be in the thick of it then. And yeah, UFC, Saturday, July 10th. Make sure to give it a watch. McGregor Poirier. It's going to be a fun trilogy battle. Ending battle. Anyway. That's been another episode of the Shit and Zang Show, episode 27, I think, or 26, whatever. We'll be back once again, as always, next week with another episode with those topics I just talked about. So until then, uh, look at some other episodes if you're down. But until then, we'll see you guys in the next 
episodes. Thanks for listening or watching.